Welcome back to Round Guy the Podcast. It's Smithburg, Ottawa, Fairfield, Iowa. Two locations serving you better is presents Southeast Iowa High School Football with Scotty Melvin. How you doing, Scotty? Hey, all right. What's up, everybody? I've already got my excited voice going, and I don't know if I can tune it down this week. Me either. Anyway, wow. We're getting right down to it, aren't we? Yeah, it's uh, it's crunch time now. So, uh, Sigourney Kyoto, or no, no, Waco's already finished, right? Yeah, they they started in week zero, so they've got their eight games in. They have gone undefeated. They've clinched uh, their district. They are guaranteed a home game next week um, in Wayland for the playoffs. So, uh, and then all the smaller schools finished this week, right? Like the Sigourneys and the Cardinals and the Mid-Prairies. Yes, a player through 2A only play in an eight-game regular season. And then 32 teams from those classes in each class will qualify for the playoffs, whereas 3A through 5A, they'll play the normal nine-game season, and only 16 teams from each of those classes will qualify. So we'll have another week with those, and then the playoffs will start. So That's correct. uh, Man, I'm going to miss talking to you about football when this is all over, Scott. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe we'll have to uh, pay a little attention to basketball when that gets going. Uh, well, or wrestling. I'm not I'm not well-versed on that sport, but I'm sure somebody else is. I wanted to uh, recognize uh, that, you know, I always focus and read off the names of the, the cities in Iowa all the time, but we have a pretty big following in Minnesota and Wisconsin. So if you're listening from Minnesota and Wisconsin, uh, Scott and I really appreciate you. I know that there are people out there that are listening to the high school football report from there and other things that we've got on there. But uh, I really want to give a shout out to Wisconsin because uh, we grew quite a bit there. Uh, They now have as many listeners in uh, as we do in Minnesota. And they've always been there from the very beginning. Those two States have been there and, and Illinois. Uh, But uh, anyway, kudos to those guys. Let's uh, let's get into some football. How about the offensive and defensive players, Scott, what do you got? Man, I got to go with uh, two offensive players. I'm going to do co-offensive players of the week uh, this week. Two kids that had huge games and, and games that they needed to win and their teams did win. And uh, number one, I'm going with Caden Amagon. I've talked about him a lot this year for Columbus. They had a big win last week. They're still alive for a playoff spot. Caden had 24 carries for 237 yards and four touchdowns and a big win. Um, and then Jake Gustafson, who I guess has been hurt for – uh, two or three weeks for Wapolo. Wapolo, I believe, has either clinched a spot in the playoffs or very likely will this week. But in his return from injury, this kid had 222 yards rushing on 14 carries, five touchdowns. He also caught five passes for 54 yards. So he had a big night. And I think uh, if he can stay healthy, that Wapolo's got uh, a lot of success in front of him as we get into the postseason. Well, um, that's, that does sound worthy. So uh, what do you got for defense? I'm going to go with uh, our resurgent New London, uh, the Tigers. They had that two-game skid. They they had that brilliant performance against Waco uh, a few weeks ago and then followed that up with a real, uh, you know, just an off night apparently and uh, gave up 68 points. And then here they come back last week and uh, play Lone Tree, who I think has a pretty potent offense. And they held them to, what, six points um, and just blew them off the field. So I'm going with New London. I think they're back on track and a team that uh, 
I wouldn't want to face right now. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on uh, on New London really writing the ship this week. They uh, they they may become the most dangerous low seed in the playoffs. I agree. Uh, you know, with their uh, win loss record, if they get in. Um, Man, I don't want to be a one seed playing those guys. No, I'd hate to have to play them in the first round, you know, no matter who Ter- I was. Terrible draw. <laughs> so, anywho, uh, I'm going to go with Colton Clarahan from the uh, Sigourney Kyoto. Uh, he didn't, maybe he didn't, he never seems to have great stats, you know, but he's 7 0, you know, and they run a lot. But he's a very talented, and he kicks, and he plays defense, and you know, so uh, Colton Clarehan's my offensive guy, and uh, I'm going to go with Mid Prairie on the defense. Uh, they did wind up giving up a few points last week, but that was all late in the second half. He was 33 to nothing in the first half in a game that Mid Prairie had to win, and their defense came up big. And uh, I'm with the Screaming Eagles this week. So. Yeah, they're they're heading in the right direction uh, at the right time. I agree with that. And then and to your point about uh, Sigourney Kyoto's quarterback, and I can't remember off the top of my head his numbers from the other night, but I was this close to picking him until I kept digging and, and saw what these uh, two running backs did for the teams that you know Wapolo and Columbus that are surging also at the right time. And uh, so that's that's why I went that direction. So uh, good good pick on your end there. Well, I appreciate that. Uh... Uh, okay, you ready to play beat the round guy? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so uh, number 19, Fort Madison. I don't know if you have some different numbers on them. They're playing what I believe is number one, North Scott. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Radio Iowa poll this week. That was the first one that I saw that came out, and I kind of like them and uh, the Des Moines Register. So uh, Fort Madison got knocked out of the top 10, you know, with that loss to uh, – Iowa City Liberty last week. North Scott's still sitting at number one in 4A in every poll. I don't care if it's a newspaper, the Iowa radio poll, or whatever. So uh, I'm going with the, the easy money here. I'm going with North Scott. I think they will handle Fort Madison. Yeah, I think Fort Madison, uh, they're a really solid team, but I don't think they're a top 10 team in the state, and I don't think they have much of a shot here. Okay, now this next game is a pretty interesting game, and it's uh, Burlington at uh, Iowa City Liberty. We got yeah, this we had game a, is intriguing. Yeah, we had a, we had a chance to. Uh, what'd you say? I said this game's really intriguing. Yeah, well, we got a chance to talk to uh, Iowa City Liberty's coach James Harris today, and uh, we asked him about how he's going to stop this big brute of a, a running back that Burlington has, and. He seems to have a game plan for it, but it's going to be a heck of a game. And, uh, you know, his team needs to win out and it's like a playoff game for them. What is it? What does this game mean to Burlington? Both of these teams, uh, you know, by virtue of Burlington losing to North Scott, which was not unexpected. I mean, I I expect North Scott to run the table. They're my pick to win 4A again this year uh, or win a state championship this year in 4A. Burlington has a strong case for making the playoffs, but but uh, they're in the, the really hard part of their schedule now. And as we kind of suspected, Liberty is not anything like what their record 
would make them appear. And they're a tough out. So, and they've played a lot of quality opponents this year. Um, they're prepped for these big games. They've got something to play for because they're still alive in the district. Um, it's going to be tough sledding for Burlington. And, and Burlington's still got Fort Madison looming after this game. So these are three teams that are fighting for their lives. Their playoffs started a week ago. Uh, so this game's really important. And like James said, sometimes simple isn't easy. Yeah, but, he did say that. Yeah, I mean, he, he made a great point there. But um, I think the main thing they got to do is stop that running attack. Um, they don't they don't have to keep Williams from racking up yards, but they got to do what North Scott did and keep him out of the end zone. It sounds simple, but simple's not easy. I think they can do it. I'm going to go with uh, Liberty. I, I After last week, what they did with Fort Madison, I'm – I'm just not comfortable picking against them right now. Okay. So uh, Burlington's max prep has them at number uh, 24. Uh, they're five and two. Liberty's two and five. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. And I, I think that's a, a almost a coin flip, but we'll, we will see. I mean, literally, there's just one question. Can they stop the run, period? If they can, yeah. they might be able to win. If they can't, they won't. So yeah, it's that simple. Now here's another kind of a tough uh, uh, game here. Cedar Rapids, Washington, four and three. Max Prep rates at number twenty, playing Oskaloosa, who is uh, four and three, and I think they're twenty-seven. What do uh, you? That one's kind of that one's kind of a toss-up, and I don't know anything about. Uh... Cedar Rapid teams, other than the the big one that's ranked number one in five A, uh, it is at Oskaloosa. Okay, um, boy, this is a coin toss for me. I think Prairie, if I remember right, I've, I've seen them pop up in all of my uh, reading throughout the season. I I think they've got a pretty good squad. I think I'm going to pick them. Um, Cedar Rapids, Washington. Yeah, I just oh, it's Washington, not not Prairie. Um, yeah. I'm going to pick them just because Oski's been sliding a bit and, uh, you know, they're going to have to prove me wrong if they can get that thing turned around here late in the season. Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, unless they've had some injuries or something, uh, some kind of a switch turned off on Oskaloosa. And, but I'd like to see him win it, you know what I mean, and, and get going straight. I'm going to be rooting for him. Yeah, it's uh, when, when it comes to our area teams, even when I pick against them, uh, now, those, are, those are the times I hope I'm wrong. Here is a very interesting game. Mount Pleasant, one and five, at Clinton, one and five. What are your thoughts here? Well, this is a, this is a game that reminds me of some of the ones we've seen around here lately, like when Atumwa matched up with uh, Cedar Rapids Jefferson. You've got two teams that are coming out and playing every week and doing their best, fighting hard. Um, they're obviously undermanned compared to most of the competition they've gone up against. And so who who is going to get it together for a game that is winnable because this is a winnable game for both these teams. And um, I don't know a ton about either one other than they've had a tough year, each of them. Um, I think Mount Pleasant is just in such a rebuild this year. And uh, it's, it's, it pains me to pick against them, but I'm going to pick Clinton in this one. Uh, I just think they have a little more than Mount Pleasant right now. Well, one of these two teams is going to get a win. I guess that's going to be what's good about that. Uh, okay, here's a another very tough pick. 
number 29, Washington, 2 and 5, at Fairfield, who's number 28 and 5 and 2. Well, the records would have you believe, you know, this is an easy, easy pick. You know, uh, Fairfield uh, having a great season, especially compared to last year. Washington kind of on the opposite end. They, uh, after going undefeated last year, losing some games this year. But they've, they've shown that they can play with quality teams, and they've had a tough schedule. Uh, Fairfield has had, man, we, we talked about it, one of the easier schedules. The, the games, they, the five games they've won, there's not a lot of victories amongst those teams that they beat. Yeah, they beat teams uh, like Mount Pleasant. And, uh, yeah, you know, and uh, so I'm hesitant to believe in their record being – you know, really legitimate compared to some of the other other teams around here that have you know similar record or whatever. So I'm going to go with the Demons in this one. I think Washington is going to win out. I think uh, all those tough games that they've taken their lumps in are going to pay off. Um, I think they've got a strong defense. I think their offense is getting a little better every week. And uh, I'm going to pick the Demons over Fairfield. <laughs> Fairfield. I think Washington's really determined to win their last few three games. They said that that seems to be what they're all about. So I, I, it's a pretty good mission. All right. Now here's my boys, the Screaming Eagles, the uh, Mid Prairie, rated number 17 in the state. They're playing number 30, Davis County. Both teams are four and three. Tell me about this game. On paper, this looks like an even match. Um, and, you know, I've said this before, you don't want to always get in the, involved in the trap of uh, picking winners based on um, common opponents and the scores in those games. But I really, truly believe that at this point in the season, Mid-Prairie is on the same level of, as Williamsburg. Um, and I believe that last week's game against Williamsburg, Davis County, proved they're not on that level. They're definitely so not. I think uh, Mid-Prairie, I think the Golden Hawks are going to beat the Mustangs this week. You know, Davis County is a good team. I mean, I, they I, they've had a good season. They've played good games. They 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 have good fundamentals. They just don't seem to have size and power. And uh, I think Mid-Prairie is uh, Mid going to come out on top of that one, too. Now, here's a uh, – I've given me a lot of hard ones. Here's a pretty easy one, but I still wanted to, to uh, get this on there. But uh, Sigourney and Van Buren, or Van Buren at Sigourney. Sigourney, I got number eight as the uh, max prep. They're seven and zero. Oh. What do you, what do you, what do you know about their rating? Uh, Sigourney in the uh, I've seen them ranked as high as fourth uh, and maybe even third in, a, in a, one of the newspapers this week. Um, Radio Iowa poll that I've got sitting in front of me has them ranked fifth. I'm inclined to believe they're better than than that, and. Um, you know, they're one of two teams from this area that I believe have a real strong shot at getting to the Dome. Obviously, Van Buren, uh, I'm happy they've won a couple of games, but they're not anywhere close to Sigourney's level. This is going to be a running clock, no doubt, uh, for Sigourney. They will win this one. But, um, yeah, I I think Sigourney's uh, better than the fifth ranking that I've got sitting here in front of me, and I, I really think they'll make a strong run towards the Dome again this year. Okay, number 21, uh, Cardinals had a couple tough losses back-to-back against some high-level competition, both Sigourney Kilda and uh, Pella Christian, who really does seem like a good team. Uh, they're playing Pleasantville, who's 3-4, uh, and kind of in the middle there. What, do you, what, what are your thoughts on this game? It's at Pleasantville. Okay, well, you know, we uh, 
we're high on Cardinal, and I think uh, they've earned that respect. Um, yes, they're not on the, the Sigourney Kyoto level or even the Pella Christian level yet, but they're, they're trending in the right direction. There's a lot to play for for them. Um, they're in Class 1A, so they need to win out, and they'll be in the playoffs. Um, they might already be guaranteed a spot as, as far as how that works out, but I think that they are going to put it together this week. They've got a, a very winnable game. I think they will uh, probably be a little bit upset about how the last couple of weeks have gone. I think they'll really hang one on Pleasantville. I would not be surprised to see a running clock in this one. I'm going with Cardinal. Wow, that's a that's some that's some in depth analysis there. All right, uh, here's the last game that we're going to have on the picks. We're going to go over some other games, but uh, Winfield Mount Union rated number thirty by Max Prep, four and two on the season. At number 18, English Valley, who is five and one. Talk to me. Man, this is a huge game. Um, and I've read a couple sources. I, I'm not sure how all this playoff stuff works out other than just the basics. I don't get too deep into the RPI and all that stuff. I do know in eight player, the top three teams in each district advance to the playoffs. And then there are still two spots left for at large teams. Uh, from what I've been reading, the winner of this game is in. Yeah, the other I, one, um, their fate hangs in the balance and likely is out. So this this game means everything to these two teams. And I've seen Winfield in person. I haven't seen English Valleys in person, but they're obviously very good. Um, I, I hate to do it. I, I feel like the smart money is to say English Valleys wins this one. English Valleys has beaten New London, and um, they probably gave Waco, outside of New London, gave Waco their toughest game which honestly was not close. Um, Winfield has, you know, they're a great team. They have the ability to, to win this game for sure. But I, I'm going to go with the Bears. I'm going to go with the Bears over the Wolves. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I, I'm really in love with this Winfield team. They've got some great players. And of course, Cam Buffington is just, you know, who knows how many years it'll be before we see a kid like him again. But I think they're a year away from being a front runner in this district. I think next year's their year certainly in a couple of years, um, but not this year. So I'm going with English Valleys. Well, next time you fuel up for gas, you better not do it in Winfield. Yeah, I'm probably going to stay out of there for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we talked a little bit about New London. New London and Wapolo are definitely teams that our listeners are following. Uh, I didn't put them on this list because they didn't really have matchups. I didn't see this. It looked like both of them. We're headed for running clock games, and they were going to win. But uh, yeah, I don't have a. Do you have any information on those games? Or well, New London's playing at HLV. I'm not sure they've even won a game. Um, yeah. This one's. If it's not a running clock, I'll be shocked. Uh, Wapolo plays North Cedar. Um, I believe North Cedar's won a, a game or two, but they're. Well, not I thought they were one in five. You know, I. I don't want to overlook them, but. Uh, Wapolo looks like they're going to roll in this game, don't they? Yeah, I think they're good with uh, their stud running back out. Um, now he's back, and if he's, you know, 100% going into this game and on into the playoffs, they're set up real well. Um, another game I want to talk about is Columbus versus Albernack. Columbus is still alive in that Class A district uh, for a playoff spot, and the Albernack game's not going to be a gimme. Um, it could go either way. It's kind of a coin flip from the looks of it, but I, I sure hope Columbus pulls it out. I'd like to see that program get uh, get back to respectable again. 
Okay, let's we got a few minutes. Let's talk playoff picture. What what what's what's going on with that? Well, like I said, I I dug into it a bit, just the fundamentals of how it's set up. It's a lot different than it used to be since uh, the state of Iowa added that uh, 5A class from the really big city schools. And uh, I used to have a real good handle on how all this stuff worked, and, and it's uh, it's pretty complex now. Not so much with the teams that are shoe-ins, but when any of the classes that have at-large, the RPI factors in. And the RPI is basically a formula that takes into account your record, your opponent's records, things like that. And, strength and, of schedule. And, what's that? I said strength of schedule. Yeah, that, that sort of thing. And it's really cool. Um, but I didn't dig into it deep enough to be able to sit here and say who's got uh, what kind of chance to get in. I, I do know that there's a lot of teams that are still very much alive that earlier in the season looked like they had no shot. And uh, so there's so many big games this Friday. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun to – to follow the games on Twitter and the radio and, and see how this all plays out. So of course, have, the bigger schools have, uh, you know, one more week yet. I'm going to mention some teams. Uh, those teams are Pella, Washington, Iowa City, Liberty, uh, teams like that that uh, lost a lot of non-conference games early <laughs> and then turned around and got in the conference season and just started winning. So uh, is it is the your record in the conference the most important? Yes, it is. And that's one thing I've, I've always appreciated about Iowa. You know, I've been here, I don't know, over 20 years now, 25. I grew up in Illinois. Illinois has got more of an archaic uh, conference uh, set up, and, and it's very muddy going into the postseason, who's, who's in, who's out, and all those kinds of things. And uh, this district thing lets teams schedule, you know, uh, really tough opponents early in the season, lose those games, but still have the shot – as they get into district play to win their district or finish in second place or even third and fourth in some of the smaller schools and still get into the postseason. And I think, I think it's great. Um, I like the way Iowa does this. So yeah, kudos to the teams like Williamsburg that, you know, just line up brutal opponents to start out with and yeah, they lose them, but uh, here they go rolling into the district, not into the playoffs. Well, what I, I was, I, I was talking to round guy about, he was talking about how things are finishing up here. And I said, you know, it looks like to me, what's important isn't a team's record, but it's the competition that they played. These teams that have played all the really good teams are really, really strong down this, this, uh, down the end, you know, at, here at the end of the season. Yeah, I think, um, I agree with that. And, and what, what happens is, so you get into the playoffs and you may have some teams in there that don't have a real glamorous record. You know, they've only maybe won one more game than they've lost yet. They are still a tough out for anybody. There's no, uh, there's no watered down playoff system going on here. There's no gimme games. And I think it's great. It's exciting. It's, uh, it's good for the kids that, you know, put in all this work all season long and, and um, you know, it's, it's just the right way to do it. Well, this is a wrap-up week for everyone, uh, 2A and under. So uh, appreciate all you guys for listening. We're going to have some really great coverage of the playoffs. And we're going to do something called Round Guys Recruits, where we uh, talk to experts in the field that have really looked at the field. And we're going to just pick uh, teams that we think colleges should look at, you know, based on their performances and what we've seen, you know, some of the Southeast Iowa you know, letter signers of intent for colleges. Uh, appreciate you, Scotty. Another really good, another really good episode. You got anything else to close it out with? 
Uh, no, I think we covered everything pretty good. Just good luck to all of our area teams Friday night. Um, you know, these are uh, great memories and uh, enjoy it and uh, work hard. And hopefully you get to play some extra games after the regular season concludes. Well, you guys that are listening, I want you to know we're really working hard to get you the best interviews we can. Like we mentioned earlier, there's a post up, uh, James Harris, former Washington Demons coach in his first year at Iowa City Liberty. He's got some really good uh, insight on, you know, last week's win and then this Burlington game, if you want to get in on that. Tomorrow, I've got Zach Ewing from KCII. He's going to come in and play beat the round guy. Last week, we had Cole Cook, and that was it couldn't have been a better interview. So uh, that's what we're doing for you. The more you guys listen, the harder Scotty and I work. That's for sure. You got anything to say to our listeners? Just good luck Friday. Um, stay healthy. And we'll see, uh, hopefully, some extra games out of you. Now we'll be talking to Scotty sometime Saturday morning uh, and update you on the scores. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you.